Welcome to The Action Shelf, the podcast that celebrates the glory of B-Action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman. Van Damme Valentine's comes to a close this week. It's been uh, an entire month of Jean-Claude Van Damme features. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be sad to see him go. It is. Know? It is tough. We love JCVD on this show. It's why we picked him as our Valentine this year. Uh, mm-hmm. so, but, uh, we, we've, we've had a month of Van Damme and a month of guests and that, uh, continues this week with another one of our favorites joining us. Elizabeth Alley is back with us. Hello. Thank hey. you so much for including me in this oh. Van Damme love fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I, I've, I've been asking all of our guests about their fandom for Jean-Claude Van Damme coming into this. Were you a, a JCVD fan before this? You know, it's so funny. I didn't think of myself as like an action movie fan, you know, until in the last 10 years or so. But yeah. I grew up in a small town that had a two, you know, screen theater. And I ended up seeing a lot. And I, I remember Universal Soldier. Oh, and yes. I remember Hard Target. It was such a big oh. deal when it came out because mm. John Woo was doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Like Arnold Schwarzenegger was in Red Sonia was probably like my first crush, you okay, know. Sure. But, but with like Jean Claude Van Damme, I really felt like he was going to be the next evolution of you know action star. Mm-hmm. Like he was so highly skilled, and I would not say he's a good actor at all, but his face like i feel like is so much more expressive and he's just Mm -hmm. he's kind of more nuanced he seemed Mm -hmm. more like an actual person compared to like the action movie (laughs) mold set by like arnold schwarzenegger and um, sylvester stallone Mm -hmm. and i was i was his career got to a certain point and i was just sad that it didn't go all the way we're we're in that same category like i said we're big jcvd fans around here and yeah i always felt he had more maybe not necessarily the acting chops although i think we've talked about this that he's gotten better with flight time mm. as an act just doing more movies uh but he always yeah. had more charm and charisma than a lot of the other guys he was just more likable, and i think more and we'll talk about this because i when we get to the re- the user reviews they have for this movie more traditionally handsome than a lot of those other guys too i think so i think so yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, and he does the he does maybe the most important thing an actor can do which is really put in the time and effort to make a performance whether or not it works you get the sense he 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 is going for it we've always talked about there may be an upper limit to his abilities but he is always striving to give a performance so uh, and I, I always find that somebody who works hard at, at at a performance is usually in some ways better than like somebody who's a little bit more naturally charismatic on screen, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just nice to see somebody who takes 
the acting as seriously as the action so yeah yeah uh so that 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 leads us then we're talking about 2017's kill them all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean with a title like that i was gonna say that's a great title <laughs> it's so good in fact like four or five other films have taken it yeah um, that's that's the thing if you type this into imdb <laughs> you come up with a few movies uh plus i believe there's a metallica album or maybe just a song yes. called kill em all that came up also when i was googling about this so mm-hmm. uh, it's like eighth down on imdb yeah i was like give jean-claude some more respect please i literally yeah. had to, i literally had to google like kill em all 2017 movie to actually find this uh (laughs) what did you guys think of this movie we haven't really discussed it so far yeah so so for me the bar i mean no offense my last (laughs) movie with you guys and my first movie with you guys was dead trigger yeah so the bar was very low like as soon as it started i turned to my husband and i'm like oh this is a real movie yeah (laughs) <laughs> like it has real explosions. Yes. It's not just dirt being yeah. thrown from off screen. Oh no! The, like this is so far beyond Dead Trigger. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's honestly yeah. one of the worst movies we've done so far. That was, so. I believe, because yeah. we do that. We do our end of the year awards. I think Dead Trigger was nominated for hardest to watch last year. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. So the fact that you came back to do this episode is shocking. Um, that's why you had to give me Jean-Claude Van Damme. Exactly. That's, we did actually think about that. We were like, we better have Elizabeth do a Van Damme movie. <laughs> but like overall, I I give it like a solid, like a C. It's kind of yeah. like a walk and pace movie because of the flashback. It kind of felt mm-hmm. like it was kind of structured to give jcvd kind of a break you know like maybe he was sore from the past movie so it was a lot of him kind of walking around and glaring and the the voiceover doing a lot of the work oh i mean really autumn reeser is the one who's carrying this movie and that was why we 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 landed on this for you because we we all were we did talk about how autumn reeser was the lone highlight really of dead trigger uh and here all the heavy lifting is on her in this movie really yeah yeah, she is amazing. I'm just, I, I'm just thrilled that like a Hallmark princess has this side hustle as a legit like action movie star what? playing medical professionals. Yeah, and in so this, in this one though, she mm-hmm. gets fight scenes and actually gets to like do shit. She gets to be an action hero in this, which I was, I was very excited just being a fan of her acting, going like, yeah, this is cool. Mm-hmm. This is more than she got to, a lot more than she got to do in Dead Trigger. Yeah, I and, honestly don't remember that she was in it. Uh, maybe it's just because we've seen so many of these. It's movies, true. We but, we do uh, one of these a week, so it's it. We a lot of these movies oh, yeah. get buried to Lisman and I. But uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. But I thought, yeah, once again, and also you have some other good actors in this movie. There's I mean, some like super legit actors in this. I movie. mean, it was this is the crazy. first time. I can't believe this is the first time we've done a movie with him. But the great Peter Stormare in this movie. Yes, I love. Not yes. Super well. I don't know if he's super well cast in this movie, but like he is very good. He's always. I mean, he's just a guy who I'm always delighted to see, and he will. He all. You talk about a guy who just always brings brings it, even if he's. Yeah, you do kind of go like. The second they introduce him as an FBI agent, I'm like, oh, well, I don't know about that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he's, and in classic fashion, he's a foreign American federal agent. You know, it's, I mean, you just both have to, of them are. Yes, oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. We also have Maria Conchita Alonso. 
from from Cuba, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's also a great actor too. I mean, I she, yeah, she goes oh, way yeah. back. Uh, and I saw some because uh, I I have to for the show read through a bunch of the IMDb reviews for these movies. I saw some rather mm-hmm. shitty people talking about her looks, and I'm going, I think she looks great. Absolutely. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah. She's a yeah. fantastic actress. Yeah, I don't people know. Just crappy uh also back listman we talked about him last week and he was in assassination games jean-claude's son chris van damme back yes, in the one was yeah i was psyched to see him yeah anytime we get to see a damn v damn fight scene you know <laughs> I, i'm always excited <laughs> i mean we've talked about this is a guy who's in a bunch he's in like 15 of his dad's movies um yeah they they uh and and uh and bianca van damme also is not in this but often is involved, mm. uh, if not as an actor, as a producer. So well, that's one of the things we like about Jean-Claude is it's a family affair when he makes a picture, you know? I can't I can't imagine anything more wholesome than, like, just making a movie with your kids, yeah. you know? Like, mm-hmm. we're going to make a movie together. We're all going to – like, that sounds really, really nice. And, and he's, very he's trained them all in martial arts as well. So I just love the idea of the family doing, you know, kickboxing together and stuff. The fight yeah. scene was legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like was I was really so, good. I mean, I don't know why I was surprised, but, and, and also I looked into him and, and Chris Van Dam is someone who he had with like a fitness, you know, model or a fitness professional. So mm-hmm. he's like taller, he's like Jean Claude Van Damme, like super size. He's taller, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, it's, no, they, the they, high they, kicks and things. I was like, good two, for you. Two perfect <laughs> humans mixed their genes and made this even better mm-hmm. human. Uh, yeah, so, uh, no, this movie is, uh, I, I, I think this might be my favorite of the four we watched. Uh, I think, I think, I think this one, I think the biggest problem this movie has is the usual suspect structure that I think does, I know what they're trying to do, and I think they, Mm. they pay it off, like, by the end of the movie, I went, okay, I understand why you did this. But I think you're right, Elizabeth, when you're talking about the idea of the walking pace is it breaks up the intensity of sequences as well when you're going back through stuff. But just the hospital stuff, that section of the movie, I thought was a pretty good JCVD action movie. Interesting. Interesting. I think I liked... I think I liked Enemies Closer a little bit better. Mm. I think it was a worse film overall, but it was it was more fun. This oh, I think I think it was. I think the pacing really ruined this for me because I was like I was just there's a good thirty minutes of this movie where I'm just like like my eyes are glazed over and I'm just kind of bored. Which is interesting because I think this has objectively the most action and fighting of any of the four we've done. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) It is. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah. Go ahead, Elizabeth. I mean, it's only 90 minutes, but when yeah. I was watching it, I was like, I feel like if they had cut 30 minutes out, it would have been a much more exciting movie. But yeah, you know. the, that is the problem with they 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 want to they want to be a you know mind bending thriller that's going to twist and turn, but then they also mm. want to be what JCVD fans for because you know when you when you buy when you rent this or whatever from the Red Box. The cover is JCVD with a gun and fire. And I love that they've included the only other person on the poster is the female assassin in her stripper disguise, of course, because they yeah, know of course. they know the audience that is going to be drawn to this movie. 
Uh, yeah. So true. Uh, Divorced the, dads everywhere are just the, like, gotta see this movie. The aforementioned, <laughs> as we always talk about, the, uh, the the target audience for all the movies we do on the show are divorced dads. So um, <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've amended it because we don't want to insult all dads who are divorced. So we're 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 also amending it to problematic divorced dads. Um, sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's oh, kill them all. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is who directed this movie. This is a first-time director, Peter Malota, or Malota. This is the this is the only thing he's directed. Is this that is, right? This is the first thing he's directed. Yeah, he's he's currently yeah. working on another movie right now called The Hunted Man. Okay, um, but he is a longtime veteran of uh, stunt coordination and fight choreography. Um, and a close friend and collaborator of Jean-Claude Van Damme's, having worked on a yeah. number of his movies, uh, including mm-hmm. some of his favorites, the aforementioned Universal Soldier he did stunts for. Uh, one of my favorites, Double Impact, he did stunts as well for that. Uh, and he did the he did the fight choreography, I believe, for Van Damme's directorial debut, The Quest. Oh, God, we still got to watch that. That I, is, I we, that. we've promised to do that as, as one of our... Uh, premium episodes because when we're, that, that's where we expand more into the bigger budget studio movies that's where we would get to we'll get to a lot of the the, the actually good van damme movies your hard targets sure. universal soldiers over there but yeah the quest is a wild movie that uh the van damme wrote wrote and directed um that's the only time See- he's done that this is why I respect Jean-Claude Van Damme so much more than Bruce Willis these days. Because you feel like Bruce Willis shows up for like a day or two tops, gets his million dollars, yep. and leaves. Yep. Whereas Jean-Claude Van Damme, he's like lifting people that he's worked with up his kids. He's like, who do I want to hang out with? You know, like it's more the Adam Sandler like approach yes. where he's like, I just want to go on vacation with my friends and make a movie. Like mm-hmm. he's bringing people into and, it and maintaining relationships. And as I've talked yeah. about, Van Damme has been doing a lot of movies in France that are much better than the stuff he does in America. Van Damme is, number one, a better actor in a language he's more comfortable in. And I think also doing more interesting movies over in France. They tend to be a little bit more dramatic, uh, you know, and, and have some action, but they're a little bit more like darker crime movies and stuff like that. Now, we don't, we never do anything in foreign language on the show simply because since we mock these movies so much, it's kind of a thing where it's like we don't want to do anything where there's a language barrier to it. So that's always our. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think over on the premium shows, Lisman, we may do some more foreign action. We should over there. I, I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any of his French films. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, that's going to be a little bit more up my alley. Yeah, those are those are those are those are a little bit more uh, like legitimate movies. Not that this isn't. I mean, but you know, they're 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 trying a little bit harder to be art, quote unquote. You know. Um, right. But he still kicks people, don't you know? There's he no, does still kick people, yeah. and that's a, that's okay. Yeah, you know? and uh, he kicks he kicks a lot of people in this movie. So oh my gosh, sure now I want him to be like, I'm Jean Luc, and I or Jean Claude, and I'm sixty, yeah. and I kick, yeah, <laughs> like from from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. It's it's basically. I mean, he's getting there. Here's the thing I will say, uh, just before we get into this is. These flashbacks in this movie take place in 1981 uh, when they cut back to him as a kid. And he's, what, 10? 
And I looked yeah. in reality, he would have been 21 years old in 1981. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. notice his mom looks so much like Elizabeth Olsen? Uh, I was so like, much. is this Wanda? So I was much. like, whoa. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I I had the exact, I thought, whoa, she looks exactly like her. Uh, I, I had to, yeah, I had to look up on IMDb just to make sure. Uh, yeah, it's, it's that so would this would have been a major come down for Elizabeth Olsen if she had been in this movie. But, uh, <laughs> sure would, yeah. She's smack in the middle of uh, the Marvel cinematic yeah. universe, and then it's point. like, ah, but I'll go do a couple flashback scenes in a Van Damme straight to video joint. <laughs> the other thing I thought was this doctor, Doctor Todd. When he showed up, I went, oh my god, it's a Doctor Oz cameo. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Oh man. Split second because we have precedent for that. We watched a movie a while back that had Doctor Drew in it. What? Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Like shitty reality doctor. Yeah, I know. It was so weird. And he was basically playing himself. He was a a a hitman's therapist who was like, "You got to go on Prozac." All right, Lisman. Right off the bat, here, this took me. This took me back of some flashbacks to a movie we watched a little while ago called Killing Season, which was yeah. also heavily about the Bosnian War. Yeah, uh, just as much references to genocide, <laughs> which I I do love to see in these <laughs> shitty movies. I love when they tackle really heavy, serious topics I like think genocide. The thing because they do it with such grace. Oh yeah, yeah usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nuance. Well, this nuance. yeah, nuance exactly. This movie is treating it way less seriously than Killing Season, yeah. which was really trying to be a movie contemplating war, and you know, but it was also incredibly stupid at the same time. Uh, this yeah. this one is like it, you, but I find it interesting that these movies need a war backdrop, but we're so far removed from Vietnam. Like in the eighties, every movie was about Vietnam. They were always mm-hmm. Vietnam veterans wrestling with Vietnam, right? Uh, we talked about that. Even like Lethal Weapon, they're both Vietnam vets, and that you're like, oh, I didn't remember this movie had Vietnam sections to it. Uh, but uh, but here it's so interesting now when you see writers making more modern movies, and they're like. Well, what was the conflict like 30 years ago? Yeah. Bosnia? And, and we... it doesn't quite land the same way because the Vietnam War had the draft. It's it's such a huge part of that. And Bosnia, and not that Vietnam isn't complicated, but Bosnia is so complicated. And we don't really, like, you and I had to go on the Wikipedia for it a lot on that last movie we did about it. Because you're going like, oh, yeah, the specifics of it are kind of hazy. The U.S. involvement mm-hmm. in it, too, is also kind of nebulous and certainly not as intense anywhere close to like a Vietnam. So the idea that it is the, you know, open wound of the war at the center of these action movies is always kind of like, it's more like, I remember that when I was a kid, I remember that happening. Yeah. In the background. Did you feel like, did you feel like this movie was trying to teach its audience about it? Because there's a section where, (laughs) where uh, uh, Storm Air was just like, you oh, by the way, this is what happened. You get that. This, you this also get like three long paragraphs at the start of the movie. That's true. Telling That's us true. about it with like in 1990, whatever in this. And you're going like it's running down the timeline. And it's yeah, it is trying to just early force some history down your throat to give you any context for what anybody's talking about. Ultimately, it does not matter. Was, it It's such nope. a simple revenge they killed my father. <laughs> now it could have been anything. It yeah. didn't I have think, to be Bosnia. 
And I feel like it would have been a lot more effective too. Like you look at John Wick, they killed his dog. Like yeah. that's all you need. Like yeah, the... I-, I appreciate what they're trying to do, but I don't have a personal connection to a nebulous war. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's sort of like the just that we we would be on board if they just said this guy murdered his father, and you're like, great, okay, got it, perfect. Mm-hmm. And you don't the fact yeah. that it was in the background of genocide actually doesn't weigh on the plot much at all. Exactly. And that's why it's unnecessary. Like, if they really wanted to get into the complexity of that war, sure, that's yeah. fine. But they didn't They didn't even bother to do that. So why, why is it here? I don't know. Why did it take him almost 40 years to do this? Why are they <laughs> recruiting a 55-year-old man to I, their gang? I, like, what is this? I love that question. so much. When you see that he's act, when he acts because they're going like he infiltrated to get close to him. And you're like, oh, this was like, a couple years ago, he did this. <laughs> what was he doing in between? He just—he he was deep training. He was training for thirty-five years. Um, <laughs> I know it was like I did think like because like the the other guys in the group are like Van Damme's son and stuff, and they're like, "Yes, this middle-aged guy will be perfect on our team." <laughs> <laughs> well, and that Brent. That brings us to the to the moment that we were alluding to before the show where they do the shirtless scene mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he takes his shirt off and you don't see his head anymore and it's this tanned rippling yeah. thing that I I just started laughing because I was like this is so clearly like a chess double yeah and then I was like why would they do that and I I googled Jean-Claude Van Damme shirtless you know mm-hmm. and He's not shy. He's it definitely. Oh, no. I, I don't think it was him that was like, no, no, I can't do this. And he looks great. Like he, does. he doesn't look like he did thirty years ago, but no. he looks like a man who's in incredibly good shape. Absolutely, we've talked about this on the show. Like the guy looks amazing. He looks like an older guy, but we. And in fact, one of the things we 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 talked about extensively when we did Pound of Flesh with with our pal Brendan was he needs to stop coloring the hair. Like, yeah. if, if we talked about mm-hmm. the dyeing of the hair actually makes him look older. We thought he'd mm-hmm. be better off being, having the silver hair and being a badass. I mean, the old man action movie is all the rage these days, right? You should lean into that. Uh, we, we need yeah, Even in 2017, it was it was. Oh, yeah, thing. this is, it, like, Taken, really. It was like, we, we had Taken, and that kind of kicked off, oh, everybody's got to make their old man action movie now. Because then we saw the return of Stallone and Schwarzenegger and stuff like that. It's like, I'm old yeah. Rambo now, and, you know, um, yeah. stuff yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, it feels like every action hero is making movies now about, like, I'm uh uh, Michael Caine made a great one, Harry Brown, that I love, where he's like, I'm old, but I still kick ass. And you're like, yeah, fuck him up, 70-year-old Michael Caine. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's so interesting to me that there's some kind, there's some level of vanity in him where he's like, no. And even this movie that objectively lies about his age through flashbacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it might not be him, too. Well, we, ha- we have it, talked it, about that. It may be a producer's yeah. thing where it's like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe they were really branding someone. So they needed to get, uh, you know, they didn't have the money to do the special effects. So they're actually branding someone and they needed someone who'd be willing to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they need <laughs> It's the mark of the assassin or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's like uh, lobbyist. There's the, a mark the, on somebody to indicate that they're an assassin, it seems. So, yeah. So the, the, the whole movie has this framed narrative of Autumn Reeser's character 
giving a, a, a deposition or whatever, some kind of statement in uh, uh, the FBI offices. And I love the FBI offices because we only ever see three people that work there, of course, because this movie is... I want to see, do I have the budget on this movie is a good question. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very uh, curious. Because I do have the budget. Ooh, okay. Let's, uh, let's take our... Uh, I'll ask each of you to take your best guess at what this movie cost. Having just mm. seen this. It's 2017... What what did this we we play this every week when we can uh, Elizabeth do you have a, any kind of guess as to All what right. it might have cost thirteen million was you did you say fourteen thirteen million thirteen million okay Elizabeth says thirteen Lesman um gosh I'm gonna say around ten ten, 10. million seems about wow seems you guys are, I mean once again I think you're gonna be more impressed by this movie four. Four million dollars. This movie cost. Yeah. Wasn't Dead Trigger like twenty million dollars or something crazy? It was something absurd. Yeah, I think that what was like. Yeah, this this movie does. I now that I see this, I'm going not bad, really. Yeah, yeah, pretty this impressive. Movie, this actually. movie stretched I mean, four million good, really but... well. Um, yeah, yeah, really well. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at what Dead Trigger was. Because it was more than we thought, I think. Uh, a lot more. I, that movie yeah. was terrible. It looked terrible. I can't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I actually did get the budget for that. I thought. Well, we were joking that it it obviously went to drugs, like the, whatever budget they had. <laughs> That's right. But that maybe Chris Van Damme just works for his allowance or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't you know. know. Yeah, they get him real cheap. Well, I, you got yeah, to imagine JCVD is taking back end money or something like that because. Obviously, he's foregoing a lot of salary if the movie costs that mm-hmm. little. Um, yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, and obvious and and they're selling the movie all on him, so I, I'm sure he's well compensated in some capacity. Because uh, we always talk about this: while these movies, these movies have an audience, they have a certain se- they they must make money because they keep making them. So I, I don't right. know. I don't quite know what the. Uh, you know uh the 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 business strategy this is i think it's all about dvd sales and digital rental mm-hmm. i mean well not even dvd sales now now i sound like an old man um dvd sales. <laughs> it's all itunes downloads and stuff right that's that's kind of how these movies and and Redbox. um sure sure uh so uh yeah uh so we have this framed narrative like i said though i think we do only see uh, Peter Sturmere, Maria Conchita Alonso, and that one tech guy who's watching the screens. I think those are the there, only... There FBI. was... Oh, there's there a was one person there, who brought a, a there's file a woman multiple times. Who brings that a was file in. And she stood out to me because she's got this big mop of curly hair. And she is yeah. like, oh, wow, okay. I mean, I guess they want, like, she's a secretary or something like that. But yeah, she does come mm-hmm. in to go, here's that file you wanted. Uh. <laughs> she does it multiple times. <laughs> But that sparseness, it reminds me, did they ever say, they kept being like, this hospital is almost abandoned. Only the, the ER is open. Did yeah. they ever say why? I mean, they kept no. saying it to sh- to tell us why there was nobody no. there. It's, it's oh, I mean, you know what? I, I'll say this, though. I do appreciate that in this movie because often these movies just have abandoned hospitals for no reason. Uh, yeah. So I will say at least the movie, lazily, but still, like, I will say, Lisbon, this is, while I think it's got structural issues, because I think the, the flashback stuff gets in the way of some of the pacing, it's one of the more solid plot plot screenplays we've seen. Like, it actually does come together in a kind of satisfying way. It pulls off yeah. twists 
where other movies have never been able to do that. So I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. The only fault I can really find with it is that I felt like the twist at the end was a bit telegraphed. Oh, you know sure. what I mean? Oh, sure. It's, it's, I, I don't know at, at what point in the movie you guys were like, well, clearly she's in on it. It has um, to be. Well, and also like, I, I was thinking about Usual Suspects. Right, um, exactly. And, yeah. it, and it just copies that quite a bit. I was just wondering how they were going to do it. I yeah. thought they were going to do it that it turns out that she and the assassin lady were actually swapped, which meant oh. we would get a flashback of Autumn Reeser doing the whole dancing killing oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought maybe that was what it was going to be, but they simplified it in a in a in a way that made more sense, <laughs> except for the very last wig. Yes. <laughs> Boy, the, that, that like that the like, wigs are so expensive. The, they're so they're so expensive. That it, Halloween it no store sense. wig no. that she puts on at the end of that thing. Oh my god! Um, well, she pulls off her real hair, yeah. which is apparently a wig, to have a very very cheap fake wig suddenly pop out, perfectly yeah. formed. No, I after I, yeah, I had the. I, I'm like she's wearing two wigs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we, we get her recounting this. She, she was a nurse at this ER is what she's telling the story. And suddenly a bunch of ambulances arrive with people shot up and it's an emergency situation. Oh no, what's going on? We don't know. I will say like my notes are so sparse for the beginning of the movie. Cause I just didn't know what was happening. Like all yes. the plot is in the second half of the movie at the beginning. Yes. It's just things occurring and I'm writing them down going like, I, somebody's doing something. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's a narrative technique that I've seen in, in, in pretty good movies where it just kind of throws you into the middle of a situation and then, like, you slowly learn what's happening, yeah. you know? Uh, I mean, it, no, it's not, it's not a negative, per se. Um, yeah, but again, yes, I, I agree. The, the first half of the movie, I'm just like, I'm just going to just wait for this movie to explain itself because I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, so they're they're rushing people in who have been shot. She ends up with Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's been brought in. Mm -hmm. He has a concussion, and oh boy, the concussion acting throughout this movie. There's a lot of Van Damme grabbing his head and stumbling. Mm -hmm. A lot. (laughs) The direction is, your head hurts. Mm -hmm. Remember, (laughs) your head is hurting right now. He must have had at least one concussion, at least one in his life. So maybe oh, that with like his, his own personal method acting. I mean, his his yeah. years of competitive kickboxing. I'm sure he's got he's got his bell rung a number of times. Uh, I do this. This does. Uh, I do appreciate this thing that Van Damme does, where he often puts himself at disadvantage in the movies. Like his character has some sort of physical or some kind of ailment that keeps him from being at his prime you know because that's a big uh, difference be- we've talked about this between the guys and schwarzenegger and stallone would also let themselves be hurt in movies that between the the kind of old action guys and the new ones where you have vin diesel with a contract where he can never lose a fight in a movie uh <laughs> and the rock I, that's my favorite is the rock has that same deal in his contract so when they fight in fast and the furious it's always a tie it has oh, to be. Uh, it always is, you... it's always broken up where they both have the finishing blow ready to go, and then somebody's like, "Hey, you two. and then it's like, "Well, oh, we both would have won somehow." Uh, oh my god! <laughs> it's like my brother and his friends when they were twelve. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, yep. all right, it's a draw. Yeah. We both win. Exactly. There's there's 
It's 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 so bizarre because it feels like the older guys would have had more of the ego, but it seems like it's the new action stars who are more like, I will never be bested on screen. Literally, Van, uh, Vin Diesel has people counting how many punches he takes in a fight. Like, even how many hits he gets Crazy. so that he gives out more hits than he gets. That's a rule. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys got problems. We have we have yet to get to Vin Diesel on this show, but I, I think uh has he been in any movies like I think this? I think that would be once again in the premium content we'll probably get yeah. to Vin Diesel because I don't he's mostly in bigger action stuff. Um yeah. so uh so yeah, so uh but then she makes this comment that I wrote down where she talks about though he'd been hurt and you know, chaos was all around him, his heart rate never rose above it was like he was sleeping <laughs> just so badass man <laughs> very strange yeah hmm. yeah you know he's very zen yeah he's, he's, yeah it's almost uh -huh. like the violence calmed him <laughs> that's why it took him so long to get revenge on his father's killer he's really lucky old age didn't do it for him yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> uh just moves very, i will wait slow. until i'm 55 years old and then I shall avenge my father. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Peter Stormare is just, he's so antagonistic towards Autumn Reeser in this section, which I guess makes more sense when you realize he's behind every, that is what I did not expect. Is Other than I always expect Peter Stormare to be crooked, but on some level, but the fact that he's actually the boss of everything at the end, I guess. I don't quite. I, guess. I don't quite. My husband didn't think that was the case. He was like, "Isn't it just a coincidence?" He's like, "No, that doesn't make any sense." No. And we kind of walked <laughs> through it, and I was like, "Well, I mean, it is a I... coincidence. Maybe he wore those glasses on purpose, and that's why she could see." You I, know, like... I feel love like the there's... idea that you and your husband were discussing the plot details of this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, wait, but this to this to that. <laughs> wouldn't if he was in charge of everything? Wouldn't he? So wait, so Peter Stormare is responsible for Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, uh, Autumn Reeser kill like at least he's, he's he's at least in charge of Autumn Reeser because he's texting her at the end, and he says okay, okay. he says like you did excellent work. Don't get caught next time. We got a lucky break with the glasses thing is what he says, but mm -hmm. I don't like to rely on luck is what his texts at the end say. So it's not just a revenge film. They're working for somebody. Yeah, that... well, because then he goes, he goes, tell uh, Philip or Philippe uh, that he's in the order now. So it, this movie's trying to do some John Wick shit, I think. Is I, what it, it's, some John it's Wick or some for. Mission Impossible or something. Some kind of secret organization with disguises yeah. and infiltrations and... I couldn't tell, like, there's a whole thing, because obviously Peter Stormare has found a way to get into the upper tier of the FBI, and Autumn Reeser's assuming identities, and it, it, what, it, what I take from it, and this is totally my own headcanon just based on what's in the movie, is they're an organization that knew Van Damme was going to try to get revenge, and they kind of set the path for him because they also wanted this guy eliminated and then they're like hey once again it's it's i think it's another organization recruiting mid-50s van damme at the <laughs> he's a hot commodity so yeah. i guess if i thought about it that way 
So they're following Van Damme, who's trying to kill this guy. Mm -hmm. It gets botched. Yeah. So they send her to the hospital to be like the cleanup crew. To, right. Like, She's kind of pushing things, which which does make sense now as as even now because like I literally just I think you, Lisman, you and I both just watched this movie like yes. this morning. So yes. Uh, I think it's sort of her just kind of clearing the path for him, which does make sense as I think about it now. She's kind of knocking people down so that he can get a straight path at killing this guy. And then at the end, they're like, and also, you're one of us now, I guess. Were they were they considering sequel? Like, the ending felt like, oh, I mean, which actually, to be fair, I would watch more Adventures of Jean-Claude Van Damme and Autumn Reeser as oh, agents yeah. or assassins or whatever they are. That That's... Uh, that that's pretty good. Yeah, if if they yeah if they drop the if they made another one and drop the usual suspects framing, mm -hmm. yeah, it'd be. I'd I be I mean, actually, that. based on this, I kind of want to see Autumn Reeser take center stage in one of these things and just have That'd her be, cool. be the star of one of these. Uh, you know, she's been great in a couple of these, but uh, I don't think she's done one where she's the main. Oh, oh, she's in some ghost movie that's coming out this year with Danny Trejo, Lesman. Another action shell favorite. Is is Danny Trejo the ghost? <laughs> God, I hope so. I don't know. No, it doesn't look like it based on the poster, but uh, oh, okay. yeah, I don't know. Uh, she's got a shotgun on the cover, though, so I think that could count as a movie we could watch then. Um, All right. Uh, okay. That's a I'm general... definitely going to watch this. Yeah. The, yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, the legend What's of... It called? The legend of Yerlona. Or your, uh, okay. your, your Rona of La Llorona. Yeah, the, the, yeah. La Rona. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's that. And it's it's oh. Danny Trejo and Autumn Reeser are the stars of it. Um, yeah, that's a general rule in the action show. If somebody has a gun on the poster, we can watch it on here. Um, if, yeah. Danny, if Danny Trejo is in it, we can probably watch it. Yeah. For uh, sure. I, I, do, sure. I do love looking at her IMDb. And just seeing like one of these action or thriller movies sandwiched between five Hallmark holiday movies. So, so she's at a level on Hallmark where she's starring in like a trilogy with two other top Hallmark actresses, Lacey Chabert yeah. from Party of Five and Allison Sweeney, where yeah. there there's like a trilogy of each of them being friends with a magic veil and I each see that one here. The, the, on each one. the other movie she has coming out this year is called The Wedding Veil with mm -hmm. with the, the, the aforementioned it must be Lacey Chabert taking center stage because she's the biggest on the poster, but the other two are there. Mm -hmm. I do know this is the thing. My sister's a big Hallmark fan. And I do. She she's been telling me about these things. We're going like they're building a shared universe over there. There's a Hallmark cinematic universe. It seems like because what the Williams sisters are doing something where it's a two part thing, and they're mm -hmm, going like, mm -hmm. man, they're they're starting to get ambitious with those. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, it's a it's a super successful industry at this point. Like it those really, movies make bank for Hallmark. It really now here's an interesting thing I didn't know until I'm just now looking at IMDb. This movie and Dead Trigger came out the same year. Oh wow. That's oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So she went from one to the other on these things. Um <laughs> and also she was in Clint Eastwood Sully, but as passenger with baby. It's unfortunate. <laughs> I think she's really good. She should get in a legitimate movie, but then when she is yes. She's a nameless character on the plane in Sully, you know? 
well, you know, like she she gets to be in in the bigger things. She gets a paycheck from it, you know, yeah. and then she can go and do. Like, well, I mean, the if Although, you if you can get to her level on Hallmark, that is guaranteed work forever, basically. Oh yeah, that's financial stability for sure. Because she doesn't just do the Christmas ones. I'm saying she does a bunch of you know. I mean, the wedding veil isn't Christmas. It doesn't look like she's done something yeah. called All Summer Long, Love on the Menu, Season for Love. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh yeah 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 there's, there's, yeah. A, there's a lot I, yeah. i'm sure she's been in at least one where she's been a struggling single mom oh. one where she has amnesia yeah. one mm-hmm. where she's an uptight executive who needs to you know loosen up and let love in mm-hmm. like she can do it all i think we need to get both her and jean-claude van damme into the mcu somehow yes. like Clearly, Jean-Claude should have been Gambit. I'm sorry, the <laughs> ship has probably oh, sailed. man, like hard target era oh, man, uh, Van yeah. Damme, though. Oh, he would have been, because mm-hmm. he, he, he is playing Cajun in that movie, too, um, mm-hmm. which is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Be, oh, I didn't think great. about that. And he's yeah. kind of got Gambit hair in that movie, too. Yeah, uh, the mullet. Yeah, he's, yeah. Got, he's yeah. got a full-on, like, 90s Gambit look. Oh, my God. I never thought about that. You were you were right on. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Ideal uh, casting for sure. Uh Autumn Reeser gets our first one liner of the movie when uh Maria Conchita Alonso she uh Autumn Reeser's getting upset with Peter Stormare's question and Maria Conchita Alonso says he's just being thorough and she says, Yeah, a thorough asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, I think with the hindsight of the twist at the end, you realize like Stormare is overcompensating for the fact that they're actually in on this together by being a complete yes. dick to her. So actually his performance makes more sense in that way. Because yeah. I did think, why is he so antagonistic towards this woman here? He's just so... I, mean, I, f- I figured there must have been a reason. I am glad that the movie does pose a reason for that whereas a lot of these yeah. movies would be like i don't know he's just kind of an asshole because later when he's like, talking to the tech and he's like let's see what this bitch is lying about you know and you're like why <laughs> and you're like oh. the tech is like no she's being honest yeah. i don't know what to tell you yeah. but like she is but then you're like oh okay got it because he actually does like her and, and they work together and so he's 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 laying it on a bit thick actually as like an undercover agent he's really going at yeah i'm gonna be a complete mm-hmm. monster in these scenes um so then they go well yeah then these guys show up and then we get the dossier on the mercenary brothers did okay so all of all of the backstory work for all of the henchmen was that necessary did that really pay off? In no, any because I remembered. Way? I remembered almost none of it, and I still don't know any of their names. Uh, yeah, I was writing down their names as it was introducing them, but then as it kept introducing people, I'm like, "There's no way." <laughs> here, all of these here's here's the rundown off. of them. You have Radovan, who is probably the main. I mean, the other thing, Lisbon, yeah, this movie doesn't really have a central villain like some of the other movies. They're sort of just a conglomerate of because, like. Yeah, he wants to get revenge on the Serbian leader, but that guy isn't really a character. Not uh, really in the movie, yeah. Yeah, so you have you have Radovan, you have Dusan, who is Chris Van Damme. Uh, yeah. You have uh, uh, Almira, who's the, mm-hmm. the, the... She's easy to remember, she's the woman. The, yeah. The two I Klaus. remember... Klaus, Zoran... I, and, and Ivan, I think. Or Ivan, the, I think they call yeah. him Ivan. Or Yvonne. Oh, Yvonne. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
And he, he, he I also remembered because he's the big, burly, broad-shouldered guy. And I did yeah. think, like, because they always talk about he could never beat Yvonne in a fight. And you're going like, no, I feel like Yvonne is the one he could Because that guy has no skills beyond <laughs> just being a bruiser. Like when they, because yeah. we cut, we cut, we get to see each of them perform an assassination, and his was just pummeling a man who was already tied up and then shooting him. <laughs> You're like, I don't think that's the guy Van Dam was having trouble fighting. Like, <laughs> no, okay, he has no skill. Um, yeah. you, basically, as long as you don't let him grab you, he, he's gonna, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because they're which I thought that also line was weird because they obviously are setting up that Radovan is the one that he's gonna get the big final fight with, which he does, and that is the mm-hmm. that's the best fight probably that or the the Dusan <laughs> the Chris Van Dam fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are know. those are those are the two <laughs> fights that stood out to me. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about the Dusan one is that you can hardly see Jean-Claude in it. It's yeah. very much looking at the sun, and I don't know if that was just a gimme for his son. You know, like, like a nice thing we to want to show off the, It's true. The sun or, is doing most of yeah. the big spin kicks, and he's doing the mm-hmm. stuff you want to see Van Damme do. That You get to see Van Damme do more in the final fight. But it, mm-hmm. yeah. I wonder if they're just saving him for that. Well, I mean, I think there is a thing, and, I, and, and we have noticed this, right, Lisbon, that like, I think he is older, and it is sort of like you're gonna get one or two big fights out of him. And I just, yes. I don't. I yeah. mean, it's, you know, he's what? What is he? Sixty now? I mean, he's yeah, he's in his early sixties at this point. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's fifty nine or sixty. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he is. I think he does go like, uh, let's do. Yeah, he's sixty one um, right now. So uh, you know, he was he was in his mid 50s here yeah and he's yeah. and so i think there is sort of a thing where he's going like uh let's make these two the big fights and then i'll kind of hold back on some of the other ones and yeah also maybe let's have my son show off his skills which his son mm-hmm. was great uh yeah. i mean he he is just as good as as the father on screen there in terms of the fighting he doesn't really get a lot of acting like he doesn't really get a lot of lines he basically played the same random henchman part in last week's movie as well enemies closer yeah, it looks like he's thinking really hard about what he's got to do next. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't have the 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 facial charisma and connection with the audience that Jean Claude does. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I think that we thought the same thing in um, uh, oh, Assassination Games, which he was also in. Listen, I'm just mm-hmm. looking at this. We got to do this movie, Welcome to the Jungle, which is a <laughs> Van Damme comedy, an action comedy. Oh. It's Van Damme. And then it's all uh, comedians with him. Whoa! Yeah, interesting. Yeah, we're van. Uh, uh, a company retreat on a top tropical island goes horribly awry. So he's like leading everyday office people through an action situation. We got to do that movie at some point. Yeah, that sounds really good. And also, I think what's yep. interesting is uh, the his the main co star in that is Adam Brody. Also from the OC, where Autumn Research started. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. What? I, we've What's seen a number of OC actors. We have uh, in these, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is where a lot of the OC people landed. It seems like. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle is the name of the movie. Welcome okay. to the Jungle. Yeah, we got to put that on the list at some point. When, when did this come out? That uh, was twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Okay. Yeah, but you've got like Rob Hubel and Kristen Schaal in that, and uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this looks Paul great. Paul State Man? 
Yeah, Dennis Haysbert's in it. Uh, Megan Boone, if anyone watched The Blacklist, she was on that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, God, this looks... Yeah, we should definitely watch this. That... Jean-Claude Van Damme has pretty good comedic timing, actually. Uh, We've both talked about how much we love Jean-Claude Van Johnson on Amazon, yes. which was hilarious. Oh, so good. Um, yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so but we get we get this whole... Like I said, we get this whole breakdown of these are the assassins. These are their backstories. And yeah, I, I agree, Lisman. It, it, it wastes like 15 minutes for no reason. Other than if you just told me they were deadly assassins, I would have believed you. I don't know that we need flashbacks you know, to. It does get, hey, this movie manages to avoid sleaze. There's no nudity in the movie. But it does come close with this lap dance stripper murder. <laughs> yeah you know just give that role to one one of the dudes you know what i mean like have like have a dude be the sexy stripper murderer like why not i don't know i like that the, the idea, woman yeah. doesn't have to use her body as a as a weapon i do i do like the way she kills this guy though with this like knife on a cord you know what it felt like uh this character felt a lot like the golden eye uh character oh, xenia uh, on a top i yeah yes, i said that yes, yeah 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 uh because uh, especially character. yeah 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 especially later when she's breaking a guy's neck with her legs and stuff yep um mm-hmm. i am not going to even begin to try to pronounce this actress's name um <laughs> and also she has done very little uh as an oh she was a uh playboy playmate of the month in croatia I did. Ooh. I did not know okay. there was Playboy Croatia, but apparently there was. Well, I just there probably. Was, I would assume you know, I know. it's in most countries. You know, yeah. It's, yeah, seems like something that would be. Uh, yeah, I uh, guess so. So anyway, yeah, and she 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 did this in a movie called Cat Run, uh, but she just finished filming something called Bloodlands. Oh, that sounds like a future episode. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, well, Lisbon is described as a horror action version of The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, so I think we have to watch it. Oh, no. <laughs> John, what? No. No. <laughs> that's that's going to be Didn't terrible. did you wish Good, the Bad, and the oh, Ugly no. had zombies in it? Um... <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll watch them back to back, you know, to really get the, you know, all of the nuance. And so uh, I think this is the first hint of maybe Autumn Reeser's more, because they're like, well, with all these top-tier assassins in your hospital, how did you manage to survive? And I liked that because I assumed it was going to be lots of shots of Jean-Claude, like, saving her life. Like, being mm. there, being, like, some sort of boyfriend-slash-father figure. Mm. And then, yeah, at one point I'm like, she's killed a, at least two people now, so I, something I, is up. <laughs> I, I I like that as well, that they, they it's not pure, that because that's what she's telling them is Van Damme saved yeah. her. I'm also very glad they do not have a romantic thing in the movie. Yes. Because I, my God, I was waiting for them to kiss or something at some point. And we've yeah. seen many a movie was... with a, you know, 25 year age difference between the romantic leads. And so I was like, Ugh. yeah, I was fully expecting at the end when it was revealed that they were partners, that they'd also like <laughs> be romantic partners. No, I'm and it's so no, glad. they're just platonic work partners. So yeah. Happy. And that's great. I, I thought she was going to end up being his daughter because, yeah, I thought either they're not going to go Ooh, there yeah. or they just have that kind of chemistry, father-daughter chemistry that worked. naturally. They could be. They yeah. Honestly, they didn't say that that was the case, but I'd 100% believe it if that were mm-hmm. the case. 
Um, I love the way Radovan comes into this hospital. He doesn't even... There's no chill on this guy. He comes in, draws his gun, and starts firing up the ceiling going, Well, is he? No specification of who he's talking about. No. Just, well, is he? <laughs> and every time he asks somebody, uh, about 0.3 seconds after he asks, he will shoot them and yeah. kill them. So he's not ah. really asking if you think about it. Well, because it. Just... the Dr. Oz-looking doctor comes out and is like, what's going on here? And he gets just, just gets shot in the heart immediately. <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Huh. He didn't even give him a chance to answer, dude. He could have been useful. Like, come I on. Did, yeah, he's literally just like, What's going on? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> well, is he? <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Van Damme, it turns into the shootout with the two of uh, him and Radovan uh, over mm-hmm. the front desk in the lobby of the hospital. Uh, I do want to point out, Lisman, because it wouldn't be this show if I didn't point out a problem with the guns in this movie. Or at least this right. one gun, which is there's a point where Radovan pulls back the, the slide of the gun and you can actually see into the chamber and there's no bullet in there. But it's acting like he's loading the gun. But it's clearly pulling back to reveal the empty chamber. Oh, I, I thought he was act- checking if he had any bullets in his gun. Well, it, then if that if that's the case, it still doesn't work because then he immediately shoots the gun after and you can see I guess there's no right, bullets. Yeah. Either yeah. way, whatever he's doing with the slide there, that gun has no bullets in it. Um, I mean, with what has happened lately in actual movies with yeah. actual bullets, I guess I'm glad they're going that oh, route. That, that's fine. <laughs> I, I have no issue with them not putting a bullet in there. I have issue with the camera choice to show a close-up sure. of this empty gun. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Lisbon, we've talked about that. We're all aboard the digital firearms and bullets train yes. in movies because it's just yes it's it's not it's never worth anyone getting killed to make one of these dumb movies uh nope so, no. and, and the cg has gotten good enough to where you it's, can't it's tell. harder and harder to notice you whether or not it's tell. A, a, and yeah. and i mean look even even in the low level of stuff we've made we've had realistic enough looking plastic guns and stuff like that that are you know totally yeah. indistinguishable on film so it yeah. can be done, but uh, yeah, it is like. But also, then don't indicate that there's no bullets in these guns. <laughs> it, it, it's like how all of the, all of these movies have really fake looking guns, and then instead of like having all the angles be far away so you don't notice how yeah. fake the guns are, it just zooms right in on it. And I mean, you can here, see, like, here oh, the, that's a plastic. Here, gun. the guns look great. They, I mean, they, I think yep. they're working with metal prop guns, but it looks like yeah. Don't show empty. <laughs> I thought that was nope. so funny. That really made me laugh. Uh, so yeah, they they get into this uh, the shootout, which is a great action shelf shootout, Lisman, because they're so close to each other, firing so many rounds, and they never hit each other at all. They're literally Feels once very again, much. it is the front desk in the lobby of a hospital, and they're like bang, 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 <laughs> nothing. It felt very much like a, a face off a little bit. Yeah, you know? where it's all yeah. it's all about just guns firing not bullets hitting people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, as we've talked about, a sign of a lower budget is they're also not, like, shooting up columns or anything in the hospital either. Like, things aren't exploding around them. I think there's some sparks. There's, like, there's some sparks going there's off, a, though. Yeah, there's a couple of bullet holes you see, but, yeah, it's not, like, what it would actually yeah, be. Yeah, as we always talk about, the, the, the Matrix being the gold standard of shooting up like a place when they're hitting those cement oh, sure. columns. That, that movie is a masterpiece of uh like columns and stuff exploding with cement uh 
Also, a little bit of a higher budget in this film. Little just, bit. Just little a little bit, bit of a higher budget. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So we find out uh, Van Damme was on this security team. So he used to work with these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> just, I, the guy I was just calling Mustache, who I think is... That's Klaus. Klaus, Klaus yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is... Uh, he the the thing is he they they're saying he tried to kill the guy they were protecting who was the Serbian. Now we'll come to find out that it was actually Van Dam, and we'll see this action sequence twice, but swapping out Van Dam. Yeah, it is interesting. You would think they were going to do the same thing with Autumn Reese or uh, you were saying Elizabeth, where you would see some of the action with her instead. But no, she's admitting to doing all the things she did, but just in a different context. She she does. Uh, um, Listen, what does she say? She has a black belt in Hapkido, she says. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like they showed her kills from a different angle when she was when she was relating it. I felt like yeah. they were different shots that showed her in a more like aggressive rather than reactive. But... I think that 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 that's what they did. Yeah, where cuz cuz the way they're playing it when we think we're watching the legitimate flashback is she always sort of does it in self-defense and it's like, "Oh my god, I've killed someone," you know. Um, but then I like that they're always questioning, like Maria Kachina Alonso is like, "Did you really have to kill that person?" It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they were trying to kill me. I don't know what to tell you. She had the good comebacks. They're like, I guess I could have just asked her to stop. Yeah, like, yeah. What am I supposed to do? Uh, so let's see. Uh, tried to. Oh yeah, tried to kill the thing. We see the fight in the kitchen, which is the thing we see in the flashback twice but with van damme in the different places of defending and he gets his concussion from getting hit in the head with a frying pan which in reality probably would give you a concussion but by action shelf standards that's a you can just walk right away from that (laughs) i think there's a scene in the movie we watched last week where somebody got a like metal can uh like a metal uh like a snack like a can of vegetables, and they they got it yeah. thrown at like full force into their face, and they just got up. No, it wasn't thrown. It was like smashed. Oh, was it, was it smashed? Oh, okay. Head. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Then, yeah. I think that was Orlando Jones, and mm-hmm. he was totally fine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no effect on that yeah. at all. Whereas here, the, you know, Van Damme will will suffer the rest of the movie because he took this pan to the head. I do always like okay. that in scenes throughout the whole movie. He's like, oh no, when he's with Autumn Reese, then somebody comes to fight, and he's totally fine. <laughs> that's that. That is true. Yeah. yeah. But what the adrenaline made it makes him forget about the uh, the concussion. I don't think that's how that yeah, works. I mean, you know, the adrenaline can help for yeah. sure. Uh, but but he's yeah, laser focused and back into fighting. You know. Uh, which yeah. I, I did think was very funny. Uh, but yeah. I, but also to be expected. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, then we get Stormare's monologue about Serbian war history. Great, mm-hmm. thanks. Everybody. And there's a lot of stock footage here. A lot yeah, of stock footage of, footage of like you know night vision drone attacks and tanks yeah. firing and you know like it's just sort of like you know war stuff. War uh, stuff. Yeah, uh, and then we this is where we finally get the backstory of Van Damme's character, which his father was a journalist who was helping the rebels against the totalitarian leader or whatever, sure. right? Like he was right, and and and. We see him, of course, get assassinated in front of young Van Damme. Mm-hmm. Really bloody squib work on this. Yeah. 
This guy's chest explodes. Which I appreciate. Like, uh, they really sell this. But of course, it's the classic family member dies in an action movie where it's like an idyllic family scene in the backyard. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a bullet just rips through this guy. Although I was curious as to the building that they lived in didn't look like a house to me. It looked like it almost looked like an embassy because it was so big and yeah. kind of industrial looking. It was very strange. Very strange mm. flashback scene. Yeah. And yeah. That, it looked like a church. It or did. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. 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 And there was no I don't know. Was there something cut out about how they were in hiding or something? But they don't seem like they're in hiding at the same time. I don't I know. I think. I think the the filmmakers are just like, oh, this is a location. I guess we could use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, uh, uh, so he's dead. Not Elizabeth Olsen comes out screaming. <laughs> uh, and she's, yeah, she's obviously very distraught. And this at this mm-hmm. moment that they, we then find out that they, oh, I don't think, I guess we find that out later. But eventually, they did talk about it. it was from that day that he became a different man. It's like, so they're giving him like a Batman kind of thing here. A little bit, yeah. yeah. A little bit Daredevil too. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit Daredevil. Mm. Well, because especially later when he goes and trains for all those years, is, yep. I mean, which Batman yep. does too, but it feels more Daredevil. All those years. All <laughs> those decades. forty years. <laughs> decades. <laughs> it's a long. Hey, it's a long time to train. He was perfecting his craft. Uh, <laughs> uh, so then we get the fight with uh, with Chris Van Dam's character Dusan, who is. We establish an expert with blades because they all have different skills, yeah. of course. The assassins, which is great action movie fodder. Oh yeah, but uh, I think that's why they didn't need to do all the flashbacks because uh, the personality could have been in how they kill and how they fight. You right, know? exactly. And so yeah. he's throwing knives at Van Dam, um, and yeah, this is mostly a showcase for Chris Van Dam. Although I do like Van Dam breaks his neck with one hand. <laughs> that's a first i think we've seen it's not a classic you know grab him in a chokehold and break their neck he just grabs him like under his chin and snaps his neck i don't think that i mean we've talked about how neck breaks even in the way they're normally shown don't actually make any sense in reality nope. this truly is a, a cartoon <laughs> i mean we we saw van damme without the shirt no, yeah theoretically <laughs> so he's just so ripped he can make it happen he's just He's that strong. This does feel like something Chuck Norris would do, actually, yeah. Yep. Yes, it uh-huh. does. He took piano lessons for 40 years to build up the hand strength <laughs> to do that. He lifted <laughs> weights attached to each of his fingers, yeah. you know. <laughs> he tickled people constantly. He forced... <laughs> I, I love the idea that he was prepared for any situation. He goes, there may be a situation when I can only use one hand, and I need that to break a man's neck. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I thought that I laughed really hard at that. Uh, it it was great. Uh, and then I then my next note just says he's really struggling with his head injury though, because he does that and he's like, oh no, you know, because the fight's over and he's back to the concussion acting. All right, the concussion's kicking back in. Yeah, yeah. All right. We get a lot of scenes, and I didn't take a lot of notes on these because it's like we get a lot of scenes though with uh, uh, I almost said Elizabeth Olsen with Autumn Reeser, uh, where. Uh, where it's like the two of them have taken refuge somewhere. And she's like, who are you? What, you know, where did you learn to do all these skills? And he gives these vague answers. I only say this because I love the scene where the bad guys are looking for him and they leave. Uh, they, they, Van Damme and Reeser have left this thing and they they find a half-eaten banana. And my it's not a one-liner, but my favorite exchange of dialogue is in the scene 
where one of the henchmen goes, he had time to fucking eat. And uh, the, uh, the, the, the Radovan goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, though. Like, that moment, it's like, it's real. Like, they should have thrown in a bathroom break, you know, I, to go with mm-hmm. it. Like. I just love the idea that they're like, god damn it. He had time to eat. No, <laughs> oh, that bastard. Uh <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah. He didn't even think about us. <laughs> uh, and we haven't right. eaten anything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're, they're, I think they're just hungry, you know? And uh, angry. at this point, Autumn Research figured out that he worked with these people. And she goes, these guys were your friends? And he's like, I guess sort of. And then she gets this one-liner. I hate to break it to you, but your friends hate you. <laughs> and then he says, I think he says the fe- the feeling is mutual. The feeling is, is that mutual. What he says? Yeah. Yeah, the feeling is mutual. Uh, yeah. Uh, so then, because <laughs> we keep once again, you're going like, oh, this is all kind of fun stuff. But then we have to go back to the FBI office. So knock, 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 and this is where we get our secretary woman going. Here's that file you wanted, because Stormare <laughs> now has the file on Autumn Reese's character, Suzanne. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which is key, Suzanne with a Z. Mm-hmm. Um, very important. Yeah, and he's testing her on stuff in the file the line that he delivers when he gets it is very fun too what did he uh, i didn't write that down what did he say he says look what i found under the christmas tree <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> i don't know is that a hallmark illusion <laughs> i think ooh, what? interesting yeah. i look, like that idea look what i found under the christmas tree even though they for some reason really want to establish that it is september the constant yeah. <laughs> we haven't talked about the constant uh date and location including and time, yeah, yeah and the movie only takes place really in two locations for the most part in times so it's so real, weird that yeah. it, it just keeps going back between the hospital and the fbi building and you're like i, I really it. thought that was gonna pay off in some way you know uh i'm really glad i didn't pay attention to any of the times or anything because no it, what it screams matter. of is somebody a producer or something was really worried people were not going to be able to follow the timeline of the movie which is dumb <laughs> there's two there's two times yeah two times it's pretty damn simple <laughs> like it's really it's yeah. very very simple uh but uh, divorce dads they're drinking a lot of coors light they may not know yeah they got yeah. all their shit on their minds <laughs> you know they can't focus hey thanks for telling me movie it's september 15th got it all right great <laughs> Actually, one of the funniest goofs in here, because I, I don't always read the goofs section of uh, IMDb, but I did enjoy this one. Uh, when uh, Suzanne is interviewed by the FBI, it says it is Sunday, August 15th, 2016. Uh, in actuality, August 5th, 2016 was a Monday. They couldn't have looked that wow. up? <laughs> that was too hard. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, John. It just doesn't matter. Doesn't. They spent all of their research time on the Bosnian-Yugoslavian conflict. <laughs> Yeah, that they that they they just started copy and pasting Wikipedia into the movie. Yeah, just about. I I meant I should have looked up to see if the I am or if the Wikipedia article is just this monologue that that he, uh, Stormare well, gives. We do find out that she was arrested. Oh no, there's an arrest on file uh, for her because she fought off a guy she was dating who tried to force himself on her, and she beat him up, and they arrested her for that. And, and we are led to believe that the real Suzanne did this, correct? Yes, the re- well, because the whole thing is she is reading the file in Peter Stormare's glasses. 
so she has all the right answers, which is so wow. Uh, that's just how good of an agent she is, or whatever. Uh, yeah, she. I agent? like uh, assassin. I know. What? Yeah, unclear. Some whatever the order is, it's some sort of secret mm. organization. Um, I I like that though. Later when they're like when Maria Congelan is like, my God, she can read backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know if that's if that's more impressive than being able to clearly read things off the reflection and eyeglasses. That's some real skill. Yeah. <laughs> Reading backwards, yes. okay, sure, but geez. Uh uh Yeah, and so uh so now we uh, and this is where that's where she says she was able to do that because of her black belt in Hepkido. Uh, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we cut back to the movie we actually want to watch, which is now Van Damme is fighting Yvonne, the big burly guy, while at the same time, Autumn Reeser is fighting the the female assassin, uh, whose name was uh, uh, Almira, Amira. Yeah. Amira. Yeah. Almira. Yeah. Yeah, Almira, and uh, she gets a one liner here, uh, the female assassin, where she says, "You hear that? Nothing. No one is coming." Yeah. And then, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And so they fight. It's not bad. I mean, Autumn Reeser does pretty well. I mean, you know, there's a lot of cuts, obviously. But, like, she does the choreography decently for somebody who doesn't have a background in martial arts. Yeah. Uh, And she's doing a lot of it. You can see her face in a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. She's another actress who commits, you know? Like, that's what struck me so much about Dead Trigger. Like, she didn't need to be a quarter as good as that. And she just shows up. Yeah, this one gives yeah, her once again much more to play as an actor, and she's similarly yeah, good. Dolph was really, Dolph was really phoning it in in Dead Trigger. Man, so we've seen a lot wasn't. of Dolph movies where he's phoning it in. <laughs> yeah. I think it's become a Weekend at Bernie's sort of situation. Maybe Dolph is dead. You know, we, they're we, just kind I, of. I don't around. know. We we watched uh, a movie called Altitude with him and Denise Richards the other week, which was horrible. But I think he was even more checked out in that than in Dead Trigger. He really, he barely even stands. He spends most of the movie sitting. (laughs) (laughs) Physically, he's not even moving. Like, yeah, that may be a weekend at Bernie's on that one. Where he's like, I think so. Yeah, he's just like, I'm gonna take a nap. You guys go ahead and work my arms. Um. (laughs) Uh. So they have the fight. Uh. I do like. Although I don't know, I couldn't follow where it came from. All of a sudden, Van Damme has like a scalpel or something that he stabs into Yvonne's eye. I thought it was his thumb. Was it his thumb? It seemed like he, it happened so quick. It seemed, maybe it is his thumb. It's but it, yeah. it made it made it look like he had an instrument of some sort. I thought it was a scalp. Maybe it was a pen. Yeah, I don't. It could have been. But there's no yeah. shot. What you're missing is the close-up shot of him grabbing it off a table or something. Sure. It's just like, like yeah, when when Suzanne grabbed the scissors later in the movie, see, that it was cool. Very clearly shows you that was but very like, yeah. Cool. This seemed like all of a sudden he has an any... object in his eye, and you're like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> he didn't have no it idea. a second ago, so I don't know. I had to back it up a few times to see if I could track how that. No, yeah. so I don't know. Whatever. Also, the the level of damage to the eye is inconsistent in this fight because it seems like he really gouges it in there. But then later, his eye is fine. He just has a little cut near it. But then when you see his dead body at the end, his eye is totally bloodied and, like, gone. So, 
I don't know. I thought it would have been cool if it had just stuck there and he was fighting with like the thing sticking out of his eye. Then it'd be, but then that's prosthetics that they. Yeah, have. I know they don't have the money for that. They, they can't do that. Yeah, uh, but I, that would look very cool. Yeah, that would be kind of gnarly and 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 fun. And then Van Dam could do like a spin kick and like drive it even further. <laughs> there in, you, you know? go. Or yeah, like a like a palm check or something. Exactly. That'd be there exactly. you go. Yeah, I, I I'm on board for all of that. Um, yeah. Instead, he just uh, grabs him. And breaks his neck. It's another neck. There's a lot of neck breaking in this movie. I gotta say, the deaths in this movie pretty disappointing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that really stood out. Oh, it's no. I mean, it's it. We already talked about it. it's the Autumn Reeser Scissors death. That's probably. I think be the so. Best. Yeah. Yeah, it stands. That definitely stands out the most. That was cool. Sure. Yeah, that actually felt yeah. visceral and violent and intense. Everything else yeah. is like is just a neck break, or he breaks a guy's back later too. Like it's all just like mm -hmm. okay. Uh oh! Uh, Adam Reeser does end up killing the assassin one by grabbing some kind of medical tubing or IV line or something and choking her with it. Kind of cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then yeah, my note just says she has to defend that to the FBI, going like, "What, what do you want me to do?" Uh, they're like, "Well, you didn't have to kill that trained violent assassin." Uh. <laughs> Uh, I thought, yeah, that was that was kind of funny. Um, so uh, we have to get more backstory on Van Dam because we get a scene where she wants to leave, and he's like, "No, you have to stay with me." Uh, and she's like, "No, I am leaving." But then we'll find out later she actually came back. Mm -hmm. this, this kind, this is the kind of stuff where I think structurally the movie starts to wobble a bit. Where you're going like, "Okay, just." Ha we don't need this, like, I'm going to go, but I'll come back, and, you know. Well, yeah, then, in, it, 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 when you think back, you realize it's totally fake. She's just making that up. Right, so, right. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. That's the kind of thing with these movies where when it's all revealed to be, you know, a, a, a lie, or at least in this case, like, uh, understated or, you know, whatever, then you start to go, like, well, wait, so you just showed me stuff that didn't happen and doesn't matter for parts of the movie, yep. basically. That's always yeah. kind of the the downside of doing one of these sort of usual suspects like twists, um, you know. Uh, uh, but uh, so we then find out that his mother was forced to send him away to live with. They just say a family friend who teaches him how to kill people. Also, the mother kills herself. I After? think it was so sudden. Yeah, that was I think weird. That is, you just yeah. She walks back sudden. into the house, and you just quickly hear a gunshot, and it moves along. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. oh, she shot herself oh. too. Also, if they have a family friend who kill trains people to kill, why didn't his dad go to him? Yeah, like what? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't fully understand that. But yeah, and then then we have to see the kid learning how to disassemble guns and shoot a sniper at a kid who looks absolutely nothing like Jean-Claude of course <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he's like this they, little they never showed the boy. face of the guy right the who guy who trains him. no yeah so that doesn't matter but maybe in the sequel I'm just saying <laughs> you know got a lot of Could pictures back. kill them all too um, yeah keep killing <laughs> kill them all too colon keep killing um, <laughs> so yeah uh, he was uh, trained in combat and he's a survival expert which that doesn't really come into this. Uh, you know, you just kind of lump everything in together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. And so then they talk about, well, he waited a long time though. He laid in wait until he could get close to the, the Serbian president or whatever. And this is when we see, yeah, this 
man, you talk about they had no budget for this like cage fight thing that they wanted to because it's all just <laughs> they've clearly they're in like an empty studio and they've just strung up some like uh, military netting and stuff around. I thought what the the wall kind of looked like like a leopard print pattern here. <laughs> <laughs> did did you guys see that? It felt like a leopard print pattern, but maybe that back. was supposed to be. I think it's. I think camo, it's. I think camo. it's kind of a camo look. Yeah, is okay. what I is what I took it to be. But anyway, it's so just like we have no money left to shoot this. <laughs> I, I was focused on the fact that they are wearing masks, and I don't think that was actually Jean Claude Van Damme oh, fighting no. there. I think that also yeah. was an ability to save some money here. Is if we don't have to pay him mm -hmm. for this day and get a stunt guy in until yeah the body because i kept yeah i kept going like that doesn't look like van damme like physically oh. and then suddenly it is yeah this this scene really is like we need to put something in here real fast and we don't have any money and we don't have van damme uh we have this empty office space yeah. uh, we'll use that <laughs> I, I don't know and he beats this so, guy in the fight and yeah all the serbian guys are just like mm, yeah hmm. really good but then, yeah, he takes his mask off, and he's 55 years old. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be ageist. No. But that's the same age Angela Lansbury was when she started on Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Huh. It's, 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 it's not ageist. It's just in terms of the reality of what these guys would be looking for is this feels like this should be 25-year-old Van Damme, not 55-year-old Van Damme. Uh, yeah, they're just like perfect. He'll start in our organization now, uh, and yeah, no answers to what he was doing in the interim of thirty plus years there. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just training. Yeah, I think he's just training. It really with his family is. Family. <laughs> I have to be able to train to win that crazy underground fight to prove myself. Um, yes. <laughs> so he does, though. He proves himself, and they brand him, and he's an official member of the Assassins. Uh, a, a black hand. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, and I do like that they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I guess she's playing dumb, but she's playing a little too dumb here. Where She goes, you're telling me that this Serbian president used to be a criminal? Well, how did he become the president then? And you're like, oh, come on. <laughs> this came out in 2017. Yeah. It's not that hard to imagine a, a president of a country having criminal ties. Yeah, and especially, I mean especially in a war-torn third-world country where they talk about, well, yeah, he just bribed everybody until he ascended. Like, he just bought off everything. You're like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. That adds up. Do that or a military coup. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, any like number that. of things. But I just love where she's like, but if he was a criminal, how could he become the leader of that country? <laughs> it's <laughs> happened so many times throughout history and continues to have i don't know i just thought, i'm like later at the end you're now that i'm looking back and i'm going like man she was playing real dumb here though uh yeah uh lean it on a little a little too thick and then finally late in the game here peter Sturmer reveals his big thing which is no he wasn't trying to stop the assassination van damme was the assassin trying to get this guy and that's why they wanted to kill him, and that's what he was doing. She's like, oh, okay. Uh, and so, yeah, we see that same kitchen fight again now with Van Damme doing that. And then she's like, mm -hmm. well, actually, I did come back, and that makes more sense now because I found this whole trail of bodies of all these people he shot throughout the hospital. <laughs> because it feels like the movie is, once again, maybe running out of money, and it just needs to wrap up. So it just has Van Damme shoot the vast majority of 
these guys quickly. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because it's like Quick we gotta, dispatch. we gotta, we gotta spend all of our time and money on the end fight. So most of these henchmen will just get shot very fast. Was it her who had the line of like, "Well, it doesn't make sense if they're trying to assassinate the guy on the fifth floor. Why don't they just go up and yes, do it?" That's it? it. Okay. Yeah. And then that's when yeah, Stormare yeah. says they're not. They're trying to protect him, and Van Dam's trying to assassinate him. She is really playing up the dumb thing. Like, yeah. it'd be pretty hard to not put two and two together in that scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it really is. Uh, so finally, he does reach the Serbian leader and gets this whole thing about, you killed my father, um, which you can't not think of Princess Bride <laughs> as soon as somebody's saying just that. Yeah. Say, yeah. My name is Diego Montoya. <laughs> Prepare to die. Um, you know, uh, no, he's like, this is for my father. And he shoots him and he shoots him again. And he shoots him again. And then he's finally like, and this is for me. And he shoots him in the head. <laughs> and then I like, she goes, well, when I came up, he was there and the guy had been shot, but I didn't see him do it. So I don't know who shot the guy. Could have been anybody. Yeah. And that, even the FBI anybody. is like, oh, come on. She's like, I, <laughs> I can't tell you what I didn't see. Uh, <laughs> So she didn't witness murder, and they're like, that's crazy. Um, so then <laughs> I love that this is the I do enjoy this one liner when uh, uh, Radovan comes up here and he's looking for Van Damme, and he comes around the corner with his gun forward, and Van Damme grabs his gun and ejects the magazine and says, You're out of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, pretty, that's pretty not solid. bad. Uh, yeah. So then he he and that guy go out the window. And start fighting while uh, Autumn Reeser starts fighting uh, Klaus. Is this Klaus? Yes. Yeah, because he's the guy <laughs> with the mustache. Klaus. Yeah. Were you were you were you guys also hoping that when they went out the window, there'd be a bit more of a fall than well, yes! it actually was? They, they play it <laughs> yes! so dramatically when he throws him out the window, like it kind of slows down, and he throws him out the window. And I thought he was going to go down. No, he just goes out onto the roof immediately. You're like. Like, yeah. wasn't there a door come on like, come on come on it was just like to portray just somebody going through glass a pretty commonplace thing in an action movie as mm-hmm. so dramatic and in slow motion and stuff and you're going like well yeah but didn't he just landed immediately it wasn't like well because they didn't want to give him the fight scene i guess so yeah. they didn't want to so then van Dam goes through the window to, you know he leaps out the window and these two are at it now Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and we talked about Autumn Reeser ends up grabbing scissors from the nurse's station and just plunging into this guy's throat, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> finally, the Van Dam and this guy fight for a long time, and this is where you get a lot of the swinging kicks, and he grabs him, and Van Dam flips away. This is where Van Dam really earned his paycheck. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And uh, finally, he ends up getting him in a hold, and he says, "I'm sending you to hell." And breaks his back. Seems like once again, sometimes with the just the cracking sounds, I can be like, I think that, it seemed like his back the way he was holding him. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, it did. Yeah, I was uh, surprised he didn't mention like, uh, say hello to your brother for me or something. Yeah, or, you know, some some kind of you know, because mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. guy was just trying to get revenge for his brother. I don't know. Yeah, so right. there's there could have been something there. Right, right. Because yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> I, it's, yeah. I'm sending you to hell was pretty lazy. It it feels like at this point the filmmakers are like, okay, let's come on, we're almost there. Let's well, they want to get because now up. they're very excited to get to their big twists, right? That's that's kind right. of the thing is, uh, and so 
So they say, uh, well, she goes, I didn't see Van Damme's body, but the SWAT guys who came in said everyone was dead. And they're like, yeah, well, the problem is we never found his body. Because right from the beginning, as soon as she's going, well, he gave his life to save me. I'm going like, I bet Van Damme's alive. Uh, yeah. It's almost certainly. Yeah, he is, the, he is, he is alive in this. Uh, although he did mm-hmm. die in Pound of Flesh, as we saw uh, in the true. first movie we watched. But he did die heroically to give his kidney to his dying uh, niece slash actual biological daughter in that movie. So I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one, he was still like a heroic death. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, they, they go, uh, well, all right, I guess we got to let her go. She doesn't have any more information for us. And this is where she says they misspelled the name on the folder, which actually, as I think about it now, I don't understand that clue. Yeah, not at all. That made no sense to me at the end. Yeah. Like, why? Is she just is she just tweaking him? Like, you're not doing your research, buddy. Like, well, but it, 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 the the because the, they go, how do you know you didn't see the file? I, I guess this is the thing that tips them off to the fact mm. that she could see the file in his glasses. I don't know. But but only Stormare is in this scene with her, right? And right? he already knows. This is... Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like that's that's a weird clue why yeah this is what this doesn't yeah. yeah that scene doesn't work at all that doesn't really doesn't really uh, work yeah. and then they go wait we just found the real nurse tied up in a closet at the hospital so they, 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 oh, poor nurse i know she was bound and gagged in the closet of the hospital uh so this so the the fbi stuff is the same day are we led to believe yeah. it's the same day? because it because okay. well, it makes i mean it seems like based on the she's still in her scrubs too when she's in yes. the mm. fbi so i guess that makes sense they pulled her right from this and clearly they still have people sweeping the hospital because they find that nurse after this interrogation has happened uh although mm-hmm. that pretty late in the game if you think about how like much time they would have spent yeah. Getting her to the FBI and stuff like that, and then they they you know hours later they're like, oh yeah, we found yeah this nurse was in that closet for hours, like most of the day. <laughs> uh, they found her tied up, and so then we have to see the entire thing of Autumn Reeser finding her, tying her up, you know, putting on the scrubs, grabbing her ID, uh, and then so my question is, how does Doctor Todd not realize? that this nurse Suzanne Goodwin I had the same thought because she interacts she interacts with the doctor who really was the doctor there and you would think he'd be like I don't know you nurse but that's a fake story see that's the thing that's her telling them what happened Mm, okay that's that's true so she never actually that's right okay you're right she so she never did interact with Dr. Todd then yeah 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 now now I'm with you no, yeah. this movie's actually good. No, never mind. Uh, all criticisms <laughs> I have shed. Though. I mean, it, it, like I said, it actually pulls off some of this stuff better than a lot of other action shelf movies. I'm not going to yes, go so far as say true. this movie's really good, but it actually, like, it's fairly satisfying. If there is telegraph and there is payoff for the setup, yeah. Do, yeah, we, we have such a low bar on this show for just if you set something <laughs> off and pay it off, you are uh, immediately in the upper tier of action shelf movies. Mm-hmm. I thought they had totally forgotten that the guy was on the fifth floor. I mm. thought they forgot there was someone there at all. So when they brought it up again, I was like, oh, good. Yeah. Okay, thanks. That's, no, that's the mindset we always have is like if they if something is set up, we'll go like, I'm sure they won't do anything with it. So when they do, we're always yeah. like, oh, my God. 
<laughs> or just like basic three-act structures. Like, oh, what? I can't believe this movie pulled this off. Um, yeah, we it's this podcast has ruined us as film audience mm. members. We think everything's great now. Um, yeah, <laughs> the bar is that so low. good. Yeah, I know. We see stuff, and uh, especially when we're over on panel up with Gurgoni, sometimes he'll be ragging on something. Lisma and I will go like, "I thought it was pretty good. Seemed pretty solid to me. I don't know." <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, but oh no, as they figure this out, she's already left the building and has gone back to her real hair <laughs> i mean no sense no, like no, no, no. as a woman mm. i feel like autumn reeser as a actress who yeah. has worn wigs yeah. i feel like she, maybe it was just too cool to be in that platinum blonde plastic wig at yeah the very end. i couldn't but, it's well and also just as a as a filmmaker wouldn't you look at that and go like oh this isn't gonna work we gotta just lose this do something else have her take her no. hair down or something yeah, i don't know just, we didn't you didn't have to go this far i don't know it's really uh yeah and are, are we led to believe that because there's a good amount of volume on that the platinum blonde wig yeah. that's, that's supposed thing. to fit under her actual like auburn hair yeah is that, after is that... she's been killing and sweating all yeah. day plus that's... she would have needed a wig cap yeah yeah that's true mm-hmm. she didn't have a wig cap yeah no it makes it's one of the worst decisions of this movie <laughs> kind of ruined the end a little for me yeah. if they hadn't done that it would have been so it was so ridiculous that i was yeah. kind of like oh no you were so and close just, yeah and just unnecessary it didn't mm-hmm. need to be there she could have mm-hmm. just gotten in the van yeah. with van damme mm-hmm. And just like, yeah, which yeah, they're, we, they're we, working we, together. We've already Perfect. basically talked about yeah. this scene where she gets in the van, she gets the text from Stormare. I also like she's getting the text and we see a mysterious guy in the FBI office. And you're like, well, it has mm. to be Peter Stormare. But they still do the turnaround into the light of Stormare's face. You're like, yeah, it was of course it was. <laughs> yeah. And uh and yeah, my last note just says Stormare was behind everything, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> That they don't really, other than it's just like, yes, he was. And, but as soon as you start to go, but how and why? The movie's over by then. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you start thinking about the logistics of it, then yeah. a really great song kicks oh in. Oh, my God. Th- this is this might be the worst rap song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> the, the, the rapping on this is so bad. Did uh, you see who did the song? I did see who did the song. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's like Chris Van Dam. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, there is a, there is an amount of nepotism involved in it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, because the movie is directed by Peter Malota, and the song which is called "Kill 'Em All" was written and performed by Martin Malota. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Uh, who I don't. Do you actually? I don't know what his connection. Did you actually find whether he's his son or brother or? I, I couldn't find the specifics of but that. He's, he's but he's related I, to him somehow, is the thing. Right, exactly. And it yeah. is shockingly bad. This is some of the worst it rapping is. I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I couldn't pay attention to it because of the wig. I was still cringing <laughs> over the wig. It reminds me of the, the Andy Samberg used to do the sketch on uh, SNL where he was the, the white rapper Iceman. And he would, they would always trump, they would be like ludicrous or whatever going, yeah, we got Iceman on this track. They're like, oh yeah. And he would come in and go like, all right, here we go. 
gonna take it off. And they'd be like, well, I'm a rapper and I like to rap. I rap all day and I rap all night. You know, it's like that. And it's just, that's kind of what this reminded me of. This guy, this guy is clearly a white dude just going, I am rapping. I'm rapping so hard. I'm rapping. You know, it's like, it's just, it just go like everything. Feel, it felt very awkward. And like, he's just yeah. like, let me get to the rhyme. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, you know, it's it. There's a level of performance that yeah. is required for that type of art yeah. form that you can't you can't just say the words. That's yeah. not that's not really how it works. <laughs> um. uh, let me see if I let me see if I can find the song. Uh, I, I hope I can because otherwise I'll have to cut out that I even tried. Oh no, wait, here it is. All right, let me see if I can play a little bit of this. All right, here it is. Here's uh, this is Martin Melota's "Kill 'Em All." It kind of sounds like just an action score, and you're like, okay, like when the credits start, I'm going, all right, sure. It's just generic. Yeah. Ooh, that guitar. Here it comes. Before the signer in the name of the father I came with an army of me and aimed the claim on a promise I'm in the heart of the hardest part of my calling in life And my only way out is to fight There's no light at the end of the tunnel And trouble's right around the corner So I'm in over my head where I'm going But it's an omen, I'm focused And my opponent is broken Holding on for dear life at the moment It's not kill or be killed It's an eye for an eye With no shield in the field I fight till I die I'm not just trying to get by This is a vendetta Return to sender revenge is best served when it's settled. A hard rock, hold a heavy metal, trying to pop off. I'm on the front line, sipping I'm just on trying to see if it gets to a hook eventually. Oh, there we go. I'm a kill them all. There it goes. So I worked as a waitress in a place that had karaoke for many years, and this guy needed more tequila, for sure. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, exactly. He needed something. Well, he it's so a like little a, reserved, I yeah. think, in his performance yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> This is an eye for an eye, like that kind of stuff where you're just going, it's so needlessly tough. I'm going to kill them all. Uh, terrible. Yeah, as soon as that started up in the credits, I was like, oh, dear Lord. Uh, by the way, uh, no comments on the YouTube video for that I just pulled up. Not a, no, Comments are on. There just aren't any. Aww. <laughs> Need to be the first. Yeah, 111 views. And so, yeah. So, anyway, I don't know. Maybe this episode of this show will get some more traction for that guy's music. So, <laughs> Uh, all right, let's 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 look back here at Kill 'Em All and say I think we all agree that the only kill really worth calling kill of the movie is that stab to the neck with the scissors. Considering the name, that is a little sad that there's really only one notable one. Yeah, there's uh, there's well, lots of killing. Yeah, I, I did that. like the Elmira backstory kill as well. Actually, I thought that was good. Yes, her with so, the her with yeah. the the knife on the on the cord was cool. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. That was pretty cool. That one was not uh, bad. But yeah, well, because once again, especially when it feels like they're kind of running out of money and he's just shooting guys quickly, is kind of where you're going. Like, well, yeah, he did kill a lot of people, but it's all we always talk about. Shooting deaths never win. You would really have to do something. Um, crazy with a shooting death for us to because mm-hmm. uh, I don't think we've ever given one to that um, nope I, I mean I think the only I don't think we even that got killed in the movie but still we did love the the rocket launcher duel in uh, Chuck Norris's Invasion USA when they were firing from the hip rocket launchers was pretty pretty great I mean as well in terms of a firearm death uh, <laughs> 
but it's a uh, little different. Yeah, let's let's pick a, the one liner of the movie here. I'll run through them again. Uh, yes. When uh, Autumn Reeser gets upset with Peter Stormare, and Maria Conchilanza said he's just being thorough. She responds, "Yeah, a thorough asshole." Uh, when she learns that uh, Van Damme used to work with these people, she says, I hate to break it to you, but your friends hate you. And he says, the feeling is mutual. Um, uh, when uh, the, the female assassin is threatening Autumn Reese, she says, you hear that? Nothing. No one is coming. Uh, when Van Damme grabs the bad guy's gun and ejects the magazine, he says, you're out of bullets. Uh, and then finally, before breaking the bad guy's back, Van Damme does unfortunately say, I'm sending you to hell. What do we think the best of those is, though? Fuck. Not, not, not... A, it's not a great lineup in this movie. No. I don't no. think, I don't think one-liners were a priority in the script. No. no. I think your friends hate you is... <laughs> is one just because it it it's it's vaguely i mean a thorough asshole is funny too but like your <laughs> friends hate you and him like rejoining yeah. it's kind of unexpected and funny yeah for me i think that's pretty good listman i mean yeah. you're, you're out of bullets is the closest to like a classic action movie one-liner yeah, but it didn't really. I don't know. No, and, and it's just literally what he did. Yeah, he's yeah. just narrating what he <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah, and also I noticed with a lot of Van Dams, number one, he's got the accent, and the mix on some of them, I had to go back and look at it with subtitles to be like, because it's like, yeah, I don't want it. What? Huh? <laughs> I didn't quite catch. The microphone that? was a little too far away. Yeah, the the I'm sending you to hell. I really had to. He was because it just sounded like. I'm, 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 what? What did he say? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I think you're right, Elizabeth. That is the most, the closest thing to like clever bantery kind of stuff. Is I hate to break it to you, but your friends hate you. The feeling is mutual. Yeah, yeah, I. That sounds good to me. Yeah, I think that. I think that. So we'll give it to that. Um, yeah. Well, as you know, Lisman, it's always my goal to find the strangest IMDb reviews. But I will say, there weren't many IMDb reviews for this, and there weren't that mm. many strange ones. So I turned over to amazon prime to look at their reviews and uh i have to say this week i don't have a lot of into i don't have i didn't find anything that was interesting individually but i did notice a trend here in the reviews that i'm going to talk about a little bit uh which is uh do you have a lot of reviews a lot of these reviews a lot of the five star ones come from women uh and a lot of them are things like i watched this movie twice especially if you're a jcvd fan Oh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, six kiss emojis, six heart emojis. Uh, and then you have things like uh, Jacqueline Miser gives it five stars and just says, her review is titled Yummy. And then the whole review just says, yummy, yummy, yummy again. Ew. I Gross. mean, it's not like he was even yeah. had any sort of sexy scene or any sexy contact. No, because and you used to have stuff movie. like here's a review that's just titled "Have a huge crush on JCVD." You know, it's 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 so it's a lot of uh, yeah. I think these are all the same person. I think <laughs> someone has multiple person. profiles. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a beauty. It's just a lot of stuff like that. Um, so there's a lot of women here just going like, oh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. In no way talking about the film itself. 
No, nope. uh, it's just a lot of uh, a lot of JCVD thirst reviews. So I, I think that's I think that's <laughs> I think that's very very interesting. Is what I kind of noticed a trend there more so than a uh, uh, any than, than any actual. Ooh, Lisman, I am looking because you know I am or uh, Amazon will recommend stuff based on people that you've watched. There is a western starring Autumn Reese that we might want to check out. Okay. Yeah. 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 That could be good. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to find one where she's the star. It seems like this one might be that case. Uh, once again, a lot of her stuff though is stuff I would uh, I would never watch. Uh, <laughs> oh, is she in Smoking Aces too? Oh, she is. The straight to video sequel. Yeah, we've talked about doing. Are we doing that on the show? We should. Yeah, we've talked about doing that because we've never done any of the straight to video sequels to big studio movies. That might be good because then we can do a premium episode about Smoking Aces and do Smoking Aces two on the. It has been a while since I've seen that. Oh, that's a crazy movie. We were in high school when we first watched. Oh yeah, yeah, and to seventeen year old us, we'd never seen a better movie than Smoking Aces. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, one of our friends brought his girlfriend, and she did not enjoy that movie, is what I remember. Uh, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Did not enjoy it at all. Uh, did not think it was cool that people were exploding into red chunks after being hit with 50 caliber rounds and stuff like that. We were. We wow. Were, I've missed yeah. out so far. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah we, we were, uh, like I said, 17 year old us were like, oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, of course, Lisman, unfortunately, our, our old buddy Bruce did not see this movie, but I did manage to pull yeah. another review of his. Uh, uh, we got to check in with our friend Bruce Winning from Amazon Prime Reviews in a segment we call The Winning Opinion. Uh, so uh, we were talking about old man action movies, and the king yeah. of the old man action movie, of course, is none other than Liam Neeson. And right. uh, so I pulled Bruce's review of Li- the Liam Neeson revenge thriller Cold Pursuit. Uh, I don't know if either of you have seen this. It's actually it's one of his better ones, but I, it doesn't matter if you've seen it. Rick. It's it's a revenge movie where he's a snowplow driver whose son is murdered by the mob, and he goes on a bloody trail of vengeance. Um, okay. Yeah, that's there's your basic plot. Uh, but here's <laughs> I just enjoyed Bruce's review of it. Uh, his review is titled "Lots of People Getting Dead." But it was all functional. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> it makes me think of Data in uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. But it was all functional. <laughs> it was all perfectly functional. Yeah, it functioned perfectly. Uh, I like sixteen nine, but this was not that. I do like that it is five point one surround sound. I like the action and violence. I like the shooting. There is plenty of that for my liking. This is actually the kind of movie that I like. I like the punching and kicking. I like the explosions. But then, as we brought this up before, Lisman, I don't like cold weather. Therefore, snow is a turnoff. But still five stars. Five out of five stars. Oh. This has come up before that Bruce's hatred of cold weather makes him not enjoy movies set in the snow. (laughs) It sours his opinion of movies in cold climates. Interesting. I know. Okay. I I just think that's so weird that you would hate cold weather so much that seeing it in a film would damage your enjoyment of the film. Like, you guys, you mad. you're plenty warm you guys, watching it, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is that maybe Bruce lives in Florida. Do you guys get that impression? Uh, actually, it's, yeah. I it's believe, warm. It's uh, very listen, humid. I believe we uh, actually know where Bruce lives. I think it's on his oh, IMDb. No. Uh, he lives in uh, uh, Alexandria, Louisiana. 
okay. So, so still on, on muggy, yeah. muggy southern, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that he, yeah. Oh, that you get a picture. This is one of the most thoroughly filled out IMDb or uh, sorry, Amazon profiles I've ever seen. Uh, Bruce really lets yeah. you know a lot about him on there. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that was his. He, uh, he he still gave it five out of five stars because he liked. There was so much shooting and kicking and punching and explosions yeah. that he still. It's the kind of movie he likes. He just needs it known that uh, now. I personally love action stuff set in the snow. I think it's a very cool setting for action sequences. Mm-hmm. I always love when oh, yeah. James Bond goes skiing or something like that. That's always exciting. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and uh, and previously uh, mentioned uh, Peter Stormare, who was in one of the best snow movies ever, Fargo. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. He's great in Fargo. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we, we we thought this movie was was all right, but could be better. So I'm gonna say it, uh, we're gonna pull out our handy dandy random action movie title generator and try to come up with a better movie that I will say to 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 put some kind of uh, structure on it is a reteaming of Jean Claude Van Damme and Autumn Reeser. So they both yes. need to be in this movie, and I'm going great. to. Uh, Look for it here. It's going to randomize now. And the movie is called, here it comes, uh, Triple Assassination. Triple Assassination. <laughs> There's something so funny to me about you writing that down on a notepad, Lisman. <laughs> Let's see, Triple Assassination. Let me take that. Okay, what could this Triple be? Assassination. Triple Assassination. <laughs> now, I to me, okay. that immediately says the plot involves... A three assassinations happening simultaneously. They must happen simultaneously yeah. for the plan to work. Right, yeah. Uh, See, I was picturing Autumn Reeser playing triplets. Ooh, I well, it turns out she has Ooh. two sisters. Wait a minute. You can do both. It's, 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 <laughs> it, it's a simultaneous assassination that has to be performed by three Autumn Reesers. In a house of mirrors. <laughs> One of them must be in a house of mirrors. Yeah, exactly. yes. one of them is in a. Yes. Oh, they all have to be in the most elaborate of locations, right? Oh, of course. Like yeah. one, one is in a house of mirrors. One of them is underwater for some reason. You know, like it has to be the most. Uh, in a any, submarine. Yeah, 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 yeah. She has to infiltrate a submarine that is submerged. Uh, <laughs> and yes, of course, so, one's in Antarctica. Yeah. Sorry, dude, who doesn't like. Oh snow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Wayne won't enjoy oh, yeah. that part. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Like. I love the idea of having to take out somebody at like a research base in Antarctica, and it all has so, to—they ha- all have to, to time these up uh, simultaneously. So I would think that would put what Van Damme as the person in charge of her or these triplets. Handler. Or, yeah. What or or father? Oh, <gasps> father to the triplets. Now, yeah. so is, is is let me say this: Is he trying to stop the assassinations? Perhaps. Ooh, he could. That's true. I was thinking he, he, somebody's trying to topple a government, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, three key assassinations must happen simultaneously for for this to. Because work. once they but get word could... that one has happened, then they'll secure the other people instantly. So exactly, they have to happen simultaneously. They're trying to bring down <laughs> some sort of corrupt three-headed regime of uh, mm-hmm. a country, right? Right, exactly. So it could be interesting that he's trying to stop it, or or. Uh, well, I was trying, or, but but if, but if you're making the assassination positive thing, then I think it is that the mother was killed by this regime, okay. and he is tra- okay, kind of like this movie a little bit, but he has trained his bit. three daughters to be the perfect assassins. 
because that's kind of yeah. what I want. I prefer this movie if she was his daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did train mm-hmm. him to be, uh, uh, or she, he did train her to be his partner. Yeah, uh, or at least but... her uncle, because she does mention an uncle who trained her. Yeah, that's true. That's how she got her black belt. That's how she got oh, her black how belt. How did they not do that? How could they not? They I, mean, should have. I forgot it was about right that. There. Yeah. And I forgot about that because they don't pick up on that thread. And it was it was yeah. literally laying right there. They still did the action <laughs> shelf thing, Lisman, of setting something up and yeah. not paying it off. They still managed yeah. to get that in there. So yeah. God, he could damn. still be the father of the others and they could be identical cousins. <laughs> identical like cousins. Yeah. Yeah. Because cousins yeah. are two of a kind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Liz, you're speaking my language, Elizabeth. We bring up very old sitcoms always. Um, <laughs> as, a kid, as a kid who grew up on Nick at Night and TV Land, uh, people always think I'm 65 years old on these podcasts. Um, uh, Liz, when you went to high school with me, remember, nobody ever knew what the hell I was talking about. Yep. <laughs> What? Sometimes I just nod. Yeah, it's like, uh, what the hell was Three's Company? That was great. Um, uh, Yeah, that sounds great, though. I'm on board for Triple Assassination now. Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, Let's make that happen. Coming soon to a red box near you. Uh, Elizabeth, thank you so much for closing out Van Damme Valentine's with us. Well, thank you again for having me. It's always a pleasure. And uh, Lisman... I will say we we you know we got a little too comfy here with Van Damme Valentine's because next week's movie. Oh no! Oh boy! Oh no! Yeah! Oh no! I remembered. I yeah. just remembered what it is. That's I'm right. A former co-star of Jean Claude Van Damme from the movie Double Team. It is the only starring vehicle for one NBA superstar, Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Oh. We are watching the Dennis Rodman action vehicle. Simon Says. And yeah, I know what you're thinking. That is Says spelled S-E-Z. Simon Says. We all were picturing it, yeah. But even better, he's paired with a comedic sidekick played by America's favorite comedian, Dane Cook. (laughs) Do they rap? Do they rap? I think there (laughs) might be a Dennis Rodman rap song, actually. I I think that actually... I feel like this is... This is one of those movies. It's kind of like a picture where the more you zoom out, the more you see of it. And for this, the more you see of yeah. this, the worse it gets. Like it, it, you think it couldn't get any worse, but every new detail, just like nope, that's terrible. That's mm-hmm. worse. This is the worst thing that's ever been made. Yeah. I'm John. I'm ter- I'm terrified. Of yeah. This, this is a uh, Simon says it just, and the poster just says Rodman. Simon says, like the idea of just like. Oh, yeah, we got to see Rodman in this picture. Uh, I believe this was the end of his acting career after this. This is 1999. Um, Listen, as always, I will ask, though, would you like to hear the tagline for Simon Says? No, but you can say it anyways. Uh, similar to this movie where it was, uh, was it when, you, when you've got no choice, kill them all, I think was the thing about this, was this one? This one, yeah. this one also uses the title because the tagline is, It Ain't Over. Till Simon says. <laughs> is the movie going to end with De- Dennis Rodman saying, it's over, and then the cr- the credits roll? I'm assuming his name is Simon in this movie, right? 
<laughs> I believe it is. Yeah, that would okay. be. The, yes, or it's, yes, or it it's worse, and his last name is Says. No, it, I, according to IMDb, <laughs> he just plays a character named Simon. Um, I lo I would love it if he didn't though. That would be the best action shelf thing. Is if no one was named Simon. <laughs> Who's Simon? <laughs> just a baffling title. Or they play Simon. Oh the yeah, the, the end of the movie is a dramatic game of Simon. Uh, oh my ooh, god. Yeah. Uh, but uh joining us for that, and I swear he asked to do this movie. Our old he friend did. Alex Schaefer will be joining us for that. I, I have yeah. he is out of his mind. Last time he asked he to called, do, he called this movie months ago. Yo, so. yeah, he's yeah. been on the list for this for a while. I have no idea what is wrong with him. I always thought he was a sane individual before this, uh, but he asked to do this. So we will be watching Simon Says next week on the show. Listen, thank God. I think it's 86 minutes long. Um, oh, oh, music to my ears. Oh, so, yes. Uh, so, Elizabeth, you 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 really dodged a bullet there by being on this week. Let's just say that. So. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> but that is uh, that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Till next week, get yourself some action. The Action Shelf. The Action Shelf is part of the Panel Up Podcast Network. Remember to follow us on social media. We're at Action Shelf Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at actionshelfpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also support the entire network by heading over to patreon.com slash panel up to get cool exclusive bonus content. The Action Shelf.